Good morning. Beautiful day, huh? And a very blessed Mother's Day for all of our mothers, and especially those who are with the Lord this day. A definition, a definition of church might be a community of believers who want to be witnesses of God's presence and grace in the midst of life. As we read from Acts, it is a history of the early church and its concerns as, as to how they are to live out that call of faith, that call to be one with Jesus, that call to be Jesus to others. They ask, as we also ask, how do we make his presence known within our society, within our worlds, within our families, within this community of this parish? The question today in the readings of Acts is, how do the apostles uh, do all that they do and not to miss anyone? You know, how do they preach the word, yet take care of the poor and the widows and the orphans and those less fortunate? The mission of Jesus has spread among the Jews and throughout the Gentile world, and so the Christian communities have grown and grown and grown. And so the needs and concerns with those Christian communities are about the same. We heard of the Hellenists. The Hellenists were the common Jews who only spoke Greek, okay? So they were the common people of the time. The Hebrews, on the other hand, were the traditional Jews, kind of the strict Jews, who spoke the Aramaic and really lived out the call of the covenant of Yahweh in that. And so we hear then that the complaint by the Greek-speaking Jews complained that their poor and widows were not being fairly treated and, and the uh, gifts in that that were being allotted forth and so forth. And so, again, we hear then that they can't do it by themselves, the apostles, that they need the help of others. And so the community gathered together. And the community prayed for and asked the guidance of the Spirit, and they were to choose seven men to take care of the poor and the widows so that the apostles could spend their time in the preaching and proclaiming of the word and sharing that. Today, we call those individuals who have that role as a deacon, because those basically are the basic roles of deacon, to take care of the poor, the widow, and the orphans, to do the things, you know, in a sense, with, with the celebration uh, along with the priests. And so today, the church is not just the priests, but it is all the baptized. And each of us are called to what? Our gift of baptism to bring and to share our own gifts and talents and our abilities to make known Jesus Christ to the world. We have been anointed with that oil chrism, you know, in baptism. We share in the priestly, prophetic, and kingly. Priestly people worship, prophetic people word, kingly people discipleship, a witness. And so we have been called. It is us, you know, as we gather here. I, as leader of worship and prayer, your music minister, cantors and choirs, those who are lectors this morning, those who proclaim that word of God to all of us, 
your ushers and greeters as they welcome all who come in perfectly to worship here in this community and be part of it, our Eucharistic ministers later who will help to distribute the Eucharist to us, our servers who assist me at the altar, uh, families who will bring up the gifts later and others who will bring up flowers for Our Lady. Again, the gifts received and to bring us together to worship in faith and to renew that relationship. So Jesus said today, let your hearts not be troubled. Believe in God and me. That gospel count is the Last Supper. It is a discourse of Jesus saying goodbye to his disciples. You know, I'm going away. I'm going to prepare a place for you, you know. So don't let your hearts be troubled, you know, that difficulty. And, you know, and Peter asked that cousin where he is going. He says, you know, don't worry. I'll come back. I'm preparing, and I will be back, and you will come with me. You all will be one in my life. We each have experienced, I would think, moments when our hearts were troubled. We lack that belief and trust in God. We do so when we forget God's presence and his grace in our life and our journey. We then begin to trust only in self. And as we experience fear and anxieties and the general worries of our daily lives, who do we trust? Do we simply trust in ourselves? Or do we open our hands and our hearts to say to the Lord, help, be with me, grace me, give me the strength of the Holy Spirit. And so do we lie on self or God when we, or God when we experience crisis? Or we don't know to get our way or that we face disappointment? I know for that myself, when I try to do it on my, by myself, I usually can fall short of that. But when I turn to God and seek his grace and help, I better handle the situation. Late 80s to 90, I was a chaplain at Mount Comer West, part of the pastoral care department. Um, on Sundays, I was the only chaplain in house. Uh, every day, there was somebody from the step, pastoral care staff that was head chaplain. So anything that went on in the hospital, any codes or whatever, that individual was the one called to deal with those. And I remember as I started my ministry there, and that happened, you know, I could be in the south section of Mount Carmel West and then have to go all the way up to the north end of the, and it's probably about a three to five minute walk. You know, and I always when I thought, well, what's going on? What's happening? Does somebody, you know, shot or have a heart attack or da-da-da-da? You know, and finally I came to say, why am I worrying? You know, just be calm, just go. God's with you. The Spirit's there, and it will work out. You know what? It did. It did. I really had that experience of that sort of rushing and worrying what I'm going to say or what I'm going to do or how I'm going to, to be kind and charitable and welcoming and, and supportive to say, okay, Lord, be that strength. Let me deal with whatever comes. We had somebody died, I remember, and uh, the family was kind of <coughs> questionable. And uh, then they started, the kids started arguing about who's getting what. One of them pulled a gun out of his back pocket. And we had to call security and that. It says, thank you, Lord. <laughs> so you never know. 
But again, if we do that, you know, it's like the prayer to St. Francis or St. Anthony. What is it? Dear St. Anthony, come around, something's lost, can't be found. It works. You know, you usually run around like a chicken with a head cut off. But if we think, when's the last time I used my car keys or the house keys or used my wallet or whatever? You know, if we stop to think of that, you know, I had to use the keys to get into the rectory or get into the house. Go to the back door. Guess what? The keys. Isn't that amazing? So, again, as we that experience is that trust. You know, but for us too, I know that I'm not alone, that God really does come to be with us. You know, as he says, as the gospel reminds us, it's not through, that it is through Jesus that we come to access and to the ability to come to know God the Father. They are one. And he says, I am that way. I am that truth. I am the life. The reading, that first part of that reading, is usually one of the readings offered for a funeral rite. And many times that is used. Because it is that sense, he is the God who graces us, the God who judges us. So Jesus says that I am that way and the truth. And as he, he is the way, he is always there, accessible to us. As the truth, he instructs us and leads us, us faithfully to live out our journey and celebrate that. As life, he gives us the courage and strength to follow. And so today, as church, as we gather, a community of believers, we are called to be the way, we're called to be the truth, we're called to be the life to each other and to those we meet and deal with each day. You know, being Mother's Day, you know, they always are that way. Mothers have that instinct about things and so forth. And again, you know, when I first was ordained, I was in Zanesville, and I tried to teach religion at, at Rosecrans High School. Never say I taught, I tried to, um, for five years. Um, and we know every year you, after school starts, you have the f teacher's family meeting. And how often I would, parents would come into the room and I said, well, you gotta be Johnny Smith's mother and father. Just the look, the size, the, so forth and so on. And how that happens. And that is, a mother is that image to us. A mother is the sign of grace and of love and compassion and hopefulness. So, again, it means we and each of us need to know the Lord personally, to acknowledge our relationship with God and to love and live out that hope, that grace we have through him. We are living an act of church, chosen by God to be his sons and daughters and be strength in our journey by the courage and grace of the Holy Spirit.